Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome back to Sick Meets World. This is Gerwin Singh Abujo, and I'm with my co-host, Sean Singh Guman. In this episode, we had an in- opportunity to interview a truly a, a living legend, Dr. Marwa. So Dr. Marwa, uh, he's a 90, 90 years old, uh, and he's lived a pretty incredible life. He was the campaign manager for the first Sikh, first Asian, and first Indian congressman, Dalip Singh Sand, and he also was friends with Elizabeth Taylor and a lot of other very famous actors. Uh, he's worked on cases on Bob Kennedy and beyond and has become a big political player in California. He, quite frankly, has lived like three lifetimes. And we, we went to speak to him because here at National Sick Campaign, uh, we're very focused on getting Sikhs uh, engaged in public service. And... He is kind of the OG of that, and uh, we actually just went there uh, with the intention of just chatting with him, recording it, uh, and seeing seeing where the conversation goes. Um, but it was a wonderful conversation, and we sent our Dalip Singh Santh fellow, Anumita Kaur, to have a full conversation with him, and the, the, that, that kind of dynamic actually led to this podcast, uh, because we were like, wow, there's... This is such an inspiring story, and there's so many people that are going to be future Dr. Marwas in our community, uh, so we started interviewing them as well. So this is like the first technical interview we've ever done. We did not know we were making a podcast, so the audio is not, is not perfect, uh, but it, it's, it's super interesting because you get to see his life in the 1950s from when he immigrated to the United States where he was literally sitting on the back of the bus uh, to today and his thoughts on the rise of Barack Obama, the rise of Donald Trump, and the polarization of our politics. Sean, do you have any thoughts? Yeah, it, it was a great conversation. I think that he really touched on a lot of things that are still really pertinent today. And it's inspirational. You know, as a young sick American, hearing him talk about what can be accomplished through politics and a life of public service is, is really engaging and really, you know, I think important for listeners to, to keep in mind as they pursue uh, their careers. Uh, as Gerwin mentioned, of course, though, as you mentioned, the, uh, the audio is a little, a little sketch at times. Um, they're part in the background noise, but that was what we were dealing with when we, when we first started doing these interviews. Uh, but I think it's, it's still really awesome. And, and uh, the, the audio actually cuts between a couple of, days of interviews, uh, you'll hear Anumita speak with Dr. Marwa and then Gerwin, and it's a, a little bit of a, a cut and paste job. But I think the interview put together is, is incredible. So I really hope that everyone takes the time to listen and, and enjoy it. Uh, Dr. Marwa is an incredible person, and I think that uh, we hope to have others just like him impacting U.S. politics and the Sikh American community. Yeah, and without further ado, Dr. Marwa. 
Uncle, so can you just tell me about why you came to the United States, what you were thinking, uh, what was driving you to come here, and was it even an aspiration that you, that you had to come to the U.S.? My journey to America was in a very different line. I finished my dental school mm -hmm. in India mm -hmm. in 1947, two months before the partition of India. Oh, wow. And so you I, remember it pretty yes. carefully. I was, I was wow. very well employed yeah. after that. There were no dental schools at that time in India, except yeah. one in Lahore. Now, our teachers were all English. Yes. Deans were all English. That's how I got educated. And after finishing my schooling, I got an excellent job with the government mm -hmm. of Punjab. But then, in 1953, a fellowship was advertised called the Full by scholarships under Guggenheim Foundation for a postgraduate studies in children's dentistry. They, they gave one fellowship to India. Our interview was in Bombay. I applied. There are 40 candidates of one fellowship. I won it. Wow. So I came in 1953. At that time, there were no planes to come to this country. Mm -hmm. There were only ships. Wow. It took me one month to come from India to America. Wow. That's, that's like a totally yes. different time. I left in 53. Yeah. From Bombay to Southampton. Yeah. From Southampton to New York. Wow. My fellowship was in New York, the Guggenheim Foundation in Children's Registry and Bellevue Hospital. I finished that in one year. Then I was able to get a fellowship mm -hmm. in Illinois in Chicago. I did that. In, in dentistry. Years. In dentistry. Mm -hmm. I did in pathology. Mm -hmm. After I finished, in two years, my fellowship, my master's degree with Jeans Illinois, at the point as an instructor, mm -hmm. full-time instructor in Illinois. Mm -hmm. But then, I could teach in this country. Mm -hmm. I couldn't practice without an American GDS. I mm -hmm. had GDS before, mm -hmm. a foreign country. Mm -hmm. Then I was able to get another fellowship because I teach it already. Harvard University in Washington, D.C. gave me a fellowship, half the teaching, mm -hmm. half the student. Yes. So in four half semesters, I did my GDS in this country. And that was, I was here, mm -hmm. but then I was still employed by Jesus Illinois mm -hmm. as a part-time teacher. Somebody used to go back and teach there mm -hmm. in this two years program. After I finished that, I went back to my Jesus Illinois, did my job as a professor, and they were able to send me to India in 1959 as an exchange professor from U.S. Public Health Services to Bombay University. So I spent 18 months in Bombay. So you went back? Yeah. One, one month on a ship? Went, wow. Went back on a ship again? Oh, wow. Is this like, when I'm thinking of the ship, is this like the ship, did you have to go to New York? When? Did you go to New York? To get on the ship? Uh, the ship used to go from New York to London. Yeah, so uh, when you'd come uh, in and when you'd leave, you'd see the Statue of Liberty. Yes. Oh, wow. So it was really, that's it's very different. really old school. Yeah. And those days, there were no Indians in the country. Yeah. When I was in New York doing my fellowship, total number of Indians were maybe 25 students in the whole of New York. Yeah. Of Indian origin. When I was in Chicago for nine years, total number of Indians in Chicago were less than 2025 yeah. going to school. Mm -hmm. So I had a job from 56 on, 
as a part-time teacher, full-time teacher. So in 50 years, I came back from Washington, D.C. to Eastville, now as a full-time professor. Mm -hmm. And they were able to send me to India as a exchange professor mm -hmm. and 59 from U.S. Public Health Services. Mm -hmm. They paid my trip. Wow. So you've yeah. been work, working, not even yes. like a youngster, yeah. but working yes. in the United States since the Eisenhower administration. Yes. yes. And then I've seen many presidents, yeah. many, many presidents. Yeah. In 59, I did go back for 18 months. Yeah. I stayed in the Taj Hotel 18 months for the whole family. Mm -hmm. And they paid our trip. And she Illinois gave me half the salary, extra money. We came back in 61, back to our original job with mm -hmm. Illinois Dental School. But then my family didn't want to stay in Chicago, better to climatic reasons. Yeah. At that time, we decided to live in the country permanently. Wow. So then we made a move to Los Angeles. Somewhere in this time, you had met Congressman Song. No. Uh, tell me, tell me. That was earlier. Yeah, so exactly. you met him before you moved to LA. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where, so how did you meet him? Dr. Son, his family, and our family have known each other for a long, long time in India. Oh, I, I see. I did not see Dr. Son before I came to the United States. I see. Son was much older than me. I see. But when I came to this country, we used to talk. And 56, Dr. Son did his PhD from Berkeley in 1920. Yes. He couldn't get a job anywhere. Right. So he became a farmer. Farmer in a small town called Westmoreland in Imperial County in Los Angeles, in California. Yeah. His wife was a school teacher. And no Indian could become an immigrant to the country although they were there since 1900. Mm -hmm. They had no rights. First time this country allowed and made those people as immigrants of the country because the Congress passed a law in 1946. Mm -hmm. You could marry an American, mm -hmm. but you have no rights. Oh, wow. You get out of the country, you can't come back. Wow. So Dr. Sand also became an immigrant in 1946 to the country. Right. Although he was here right. since 1918. Well, what motivated him to move to the United States? Was it the degree? Dr. Sand? Yeah. Dr. Sand belonged to a very well-to-do, educated family. Mm -hmm. His father sent him as a student. I see, right. He right. came as a student to Berkeley. Right. To do his PhD. Right. He was a very good man. Mm -hmm very kind, very thoughtful. In 1955, he was planning to run for a Congress seat. At that time, we had no money. Even the Leap Singh Sound had no money. At that time, I was instructor in university, getting mm -hmm. $6,000 a year salary. <laughs> <laughs> The, and even the Indians who were here earlier, the farmers, had very little money. Mm -hmm. Nobody could get a ticket, a minority. Blacks, Mexican, Japanese, Chinese, nobody. So how we did it, in 1949, 
he became a citizen of the country, being married to an American. Mm -hmm. So in 1950, the governor came to know there's one man, the PhD, living in a small town, small town of Westmoreland. With the total population of Westmoreland at that time, but 28 Mexican families. Oh. They were living in that town. So he was posted as honorary judge of the town to settle the curl of these 28 families. Mm-hmm. So everybody called him Judge Sond. His <laughs> name was the Leapsing Sond. Mm-hmm. So when we wanted to fight the election with very little money, We fought the election under the name of Judge Sond, not the Leap Singh Sond. He could pass very easily as an American. He was a fair color mm-hmm. fellow with Marion. He was a clean-shaven seat. And I used to hide myself. I used to come from 55 on to help him out in summer vacation, three months every year. And the if they see a turban, you wouldn't get any vote. But he was an excellent speaker, excellent mm. speaker, excellent orator. He did go to every home, every church with his wife, showed them that he's the man who will help the community. Most of the people didn't know who he was. They didn't know he was Indian. And against us in 56, and we applied for a ticket, a Democratic ticket. I don't think the Democratic Party even knew that he was a foreigner or he was Indian. Mm-hmm. Do you think if they had known, he wouldn't have gotten? A I don't think so. I, I, if they had known, he wouldn't have got a ticket. That's my, uh, mm-hmm. my perception. It may not be true. So the these people, you know, the the leap was a wonderful human being, went to every home, didn't miss any home. Our patient was very long, all the way from El Centro to Riverside. And he went to every home? Yeah, Riverside. That was our patient, a long patient. So he went to just about every home, every day. He worked hard. And against us was a very filthy woman, Republican from Palm Springs. She had a lot of money. She threw big money. And in later days, she came to know that he's Indian. Yeah? And she played against us, played mm-hmm. plenty. But by that time, we had already made our ground mm. with the population. And we knew that we were going to beat her. But we didn't beat her that much. We beat her only by 300 votes. But you beat her, which yes, is what counts. And the time we declared, we took the Lipsing Sound to Washington, D.C., and the Capitol steps, then we all came out and declared him as Dr. the Lipsing Sound. But it was the Kennedy era. Kennedy was coming up at that time. Mm-hmm. He was not the president of the JFK. He was coming up, he was senator. So we were very comfortable that time. But he being a very educated man, excellent speaker, made a very quick dent into the Congress. 
Then we have no problem after that. They will come out with turban with no problem. There were not many people at turban at that time. The, then we won in 58. Mm -hmm. We won in 60. But 62 we didn't fight because he, was, he had a stroke. Wow. And I did his eulogy and funeral right here in Los Angeles in 73. Through the years of those elections, was his Indian identity, his Sikh identity more accepted? Then there was no problem. Then I don't think it had effect anyway, because we were fighting as a congressman who had been there for one term already. Mm -hmm. And he had already made many dents into the Congress, so his name was known. Mm -hmm. And then automatically after him, many other people tried, you know, the Japanese, Mexican, mm -hmm. Chinese, they came in. So you feel like he paved a path? But he, he, he opened, the, opened the Congress. Mm -hmm. He opened, opened a block. Yeah. The Indian and the Sikh opened a block to the Congress of the United States. And no, no minority was ever allowed. Why do you think it's important for more Sikhs to become more involved? Now the population of Sikhs or the Indians have become pretty good size in this country. If they want to be recognized, to become a part of the mainstream of the country, they have to go into the political system mm -hmm. where they can have a voice. You can imagine the first man of Indian origin who ever became a congressman was 1956. Mm -hmm. Second man who came to the Congress of this country again was four years ago, after 50 plus years. Mm -hmm. Amy Bera, you know that? Dr. Amy Bera. Yeah. He's the MD. And he's my boy. I brought him to the hospital the year he was born. Right oh, here, wow. In Los Angeles. So I've known all these people differently. Oh, wow. <laughs> See, Amy Bera's father was an engineer. I just came the same time. What advice would you give then to youth, you know, someone my age that wants to pursue you, politics? You should go into politics, you know, the help number one, the political people who you think are helping your community. Mm. If you get involved with them, mm -hmm. then automatically the, your doors will open to get into the political system. And with them, let's suppose you're working as a liaison with a congressman. And next, when he's retiring or somebody else opens up, you have the doors open, right? There. Yeah. That's all the people come in. If I'm working with the councilman city as aide, I'll be the next councilman, no doubt. Mm -hmm. People will know me. And that's how you can get in. And not that you're doing for yourself, you're doing for your community. Yeah. Tomorrow, if you're in the chair, you'll help them. And I was in the chair for 18 years. As the chairman of many commissions. Sure, my community did help. If it's genuine help, I'll help them, definitely. That'll be good for the community. We got something done for the community mm -hmm. anytime if it's within my sphere. Mm -hmm. And 
And then once you are in the political system, you can help the community in many ways, not one way. You, know, you go and see the people, you have other connections in the political side, yourself, being in a political arena. And if somebody needs help, you can definitely help them A, B, or C system, anywhere else. Mm-hmm. But you have to have a general help. You have to be a very straight person. Don't do any hanky-panky anymore. Mm-hmm. That's the only way you progress. Yeah. And they should have one focus, one forum. Don't have many forums. Then you can progress further. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, has one problem. They start one society. If they don't let the second person get in, he starts another one. A very frank man. Today, 69, there was one temple in the country. Today in this city, there are 14 temples. Oh, wow. One is opening tomorrow in Riverside. There are only two or three temples in Riverside. They open one more tomorrow, somebody told me. And that's just dividing the community more. Yes. And this is what their problems are. Mm-hmm. How do you think own. that can be fixed? Then? How do you think we can address that problem? I don't think we can fix it. The Sikhs, no. They have certain different thinking and different culture. I don't know why. Yeah, I mean, maybe further generations can fix it. You know, later generations. They understand and let their egos out. If they don't give you a seat, so what? Uh So what? You work for them. Work together. If you want to see, you'll get tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Don't have it today. So you think staying united is one of the most yes. important? Most important is that you accomplish something for the community. Mm. And they will beg you to be there. Okay. Tell you one story. I was in New York. I used to go by bus to my apartment mm-hmm. the evening from my fellowship, from my clinic. At that time, people called you genie. Mm-hmm. They didn't know much. Right. Because they looked at you. And we were brought up very different. Mm-hmm. I belonged to a physician's family. Mm-hmm. My father was a physician, my both grandfather was a physician, mm-hmm. my uncle's physician, my brother was a physician. Oh, wow. So we belonged to a very great family. Very smart we family. Had, we are seeing life. Yep. So I didn't care about genie business. Mm-hmm. I passed. But it, it hurt you a little bit. Right. You go by bus, the driver looks at you back and forth. Yeah. Funny looking. I was tired. That's uh-huh. the nonsense. Yep. December came. Mm-hmm. I had no knowledge about genies. Yeah. I never seen and I had no knowledge not genie no knowledge but just your centaurs. Yeah. I never seen centaur. Mm-hmm. I didn't know much centaur's problem. Right. Things. I saw centaur sitting down on a footpath. Yeah. Having a white beard. Yeah. People having fun. Yeah. Taking pictures, mm-hmm. the children having fun. Mm-hmm. I said, what's the nonsense going on? Mm-hmm. One of the days in December, I stood right next to Santa. Mm-hmm. I want to know what's going on. Mm-hmm. People start looking at me. <laughs> right. Santa has a white beard, mm-hmm. had a black beard mm-hmm. that time. I was very young. Right. In 53. The pictures were taken all over. Mm-hmm. I didn't care. Yeah. I went back. Yep. Next day, I see my picture. 
Yep. In the New York Times. Yes. Santa the Sun. Oh my God! Are you serious? That was a real thing that happened. Yes. Santa wow. the Sun. I used to have hundred invitations a day for yeah. for dinner. People didn't like me before. Right. Bus 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 driver looked at me differently. Right. They said hundred invitations a day. I said no, Santa Santa doesn't have time. Right. I'm busy. Right. That can it changed in one day. Right. Just because of that article. I used to come by. I used to come by bus mm-hmm. in the morning. Mm-hmm. Same driver. Mm-hmm. Went, Good morning, sir. Remember what happened now? Yeah. Extended the sun. Yeah. Oh my God. So you took something that could be perceived as a so negative. So that changed my perception completely. Yeah. Of people. Right. People gave me hundred pieces a day for dinner. I said, I have no time. Yeah. About that boy. Yep. And but changed in one day. So you took something that could have been perceived as a negative, yes. but turned yeah. it into something positive. So I had being I called Santa's had no son. Problem. Right. No. I never had was stopped at airport any time. Right. I never had any problem. Anytime. Right. But you must act well. Right. Don't push things. Up. Right. Don't think take things in your own hand ever. Mm-hmm. And that's important. Sikhs were so revered in India in the 50s for being, you know, leading the charge on the freedom fighting movement in general. Sikhs were in generally very respective. And then going to a country where people are calling you genie or kind of giving you weird looks when you go on the bus. Was that a weird dynamic? Because I assume if you went on the train in India, um, people would say, call you Sadaraji. You know, say Sastrikal, really pay your respects, give you the benefit of, of the doubt. No, but here the people call mm-hmm. you genie others mm-hmm. because they had no knowledge. Right. They were illiterate. They have they didn't know the Sikhs who they were. Yeah. Number one. It's, I don't think it's their fault of the education. Right. They haven't. But educated American yeah. who had traveled around the world. Right. He would consider. Consider the Sikhs very different. Right. I during my student days, I was the only Sikh-looking fellow. Yeah. In my whole medical center. Yeah. I know that. Yeah. But the professors knew. Right. Then the, everybody comes to show people are curious yeah. why you are like this. Yes. You tell them once, you're okay. You know. So we did. Like I was telling you earlier, we did a lot of research, and that's basically what we found that people do have these suspicions. They may have um, misunderstandings, mm-hmm. but if you talk to them, explain to them who we are, very open. Yes. And I think, and I think that's an important thing to keep in mind, particularly now, because race relations, I feel like, have taken a very difficult turn in the last few years. But what I think is important is that to always remember is that America, compared to many other countries, is very open, yes. willing to change. People are genuinely receptive to other people. Even people that you may not expect to be receptive um, are pretty receptive mm-hmm. um, compared to the rest of the world. What motivated you, other than your relationship with the Song family, to work on... Um, the Leap Singh Sons campaign. What motivated you to take the turn towards politics? 
He was a friend of mine, yeah. a friend of the family. Yes. So I, I wanted to help him out. It was not a, anything motivated me. It was a great thing that a friend of mine yes. is trying hard yes. to get into the uh, yes. this, some streamline of the of this country. Yes. And that's something, you know, no one has matched that yet. You, I, both I couldn't of you afford guys, it. Yeah, yeah. I used to come by bus from yeah. Chicago to Las, yeah. to to El Centro. Wow. Took me two, three days yeah. to come down to California. Right. And, and Australia all my summer. Right. And it was worth it because, uh, well, maybe it's not a good way to say it, it like that, a, but... It was yeah. a stimulus, yeah. basically, yeah. in my life yeah. to help it. A friend of our family. Yeah, we our fr- families have been friends for years, yes. long, long time. Yeah, before the partition of India. Yeah, this is how we knew each other. Yeah, this I never seen him. I seen him first time in '56. Right, I saw Doctor Tinda also first time in '56. Oh, you met Doctor? You met Mr. Tind too? Congressman Sand. Yeah, and Mr. Tind were very old friends. No way. That's in California. Crazy. I did not know that. No, they're both old friends. They grew yeah. up in California, both of them. Yes. And they were old friends from day one on. That is uh-huh. unbelievable. Yes. Beca- I did not know because when I think of Mr. Thin, I think 1913. I don't think 1940s, 1950s. No. And I had no concept that they were from 1913. There were yeah. not many Sikhs, not many Indians who were going to school that time. Yes. Very few. Yes. And they both finished their PhD. Yes. One in mathematics, yes. one in theology, yes. and they were knowing each other from day one on. So when, this is fascinating. They all used to work together. Yeah. In so the this, this, in, is, in this, is, this is actually unbelievable. So you, so yeah. what was what was Mr. Thin's reaction when Dilip Singh Son became a congressman? Well, he was wonderful. He was the one who would promote him. There's no problem. It, it was such a thrill for the Indians, yeah, especially. Yeah, and, and did he help him on uh, informally on some of these immigration issues? Yeah, they both had run into these challenges. They both worked on immigration issues. Yep. They both worked for independence of India. Right. Hand to hand. Unbelievable. They were living not too far from each other also in Hollywood. Both. Unbelievable. That is... Their, their houses were hardly... Unbelievable. Uh, three blocks away. So two, <laughs> some of the most... Uh, I would say... I would say the two most... Important civic leaders in, in America was the one who introduced me to Dr. Tend in '56. Huh? So I used to meet Dr. Tend every year. That is crazy. And then I moved to Los Angeles '62. Yeah. Then we used to meet every month, just about. Wow. Dr. Tend. And what would you guys talk about? Dr. Tend was a great teacher. Yeah. Wonderful teacher. To sit with him for an hour, yeah, it'll give you the facts of life. He lectured all over the country. Hmm on the importance of life, yep. on the religious Guru Nanak and Christ. Mm-hmm. He wrote a lot of books on the literature, mm-hmm. many, many books mm-hmm. on the religion, and lectured on the philosophy of life to the people of the country. Yeah. He was booked so heavily booked you couldn't even imagine. Wow. His lectures were sold out all over the country. And what were, what what it, what drew people to him? What? What drew people to him? People, all the Americans followed him like a, a like a father, right? The teacher. What, what part of his message resonated with people? His message was only on the philosophy of life. 
the yeah. religion. God is one. Mm-hmm. He left on that one. Yeah. And he was an excellent orator. Excellent orator. Such a motivator you couldn't imagine. Unbelievable. Yes. And the man lectured. Yeah. And 62, when I moved here, yeah. I used to have a get-together for the Indians once a month at my home. Yeah. I used to call all the Indians, anybody who come for lunch. Yeah. From 62 on. Yeah. And every month, he was my speaker. Wow. At my home for lunch. For seven years. Wow. Right, till six, 1967 was till that time. 1967. Mm-hmm. So the, he was a wonderful man. And he could do the weddings for you. Mm-hmm. And in this uh, Sikh style, but Indian, American way, Sikh mm-hmm. style. He could do anything for you. And he was an excellent orator. You couldn't even imagine mm-hmm. how he can motivate you. Mm-hmm. What I want to talk about is uh, your advice to um, the younger Sikh community about getting involved either in politics or in public life. Uh, what advice you have for them in terms of just skills or things I they should do to... I only say that Sikhs yeah. must involve into the mainstream of the country if you want to progress tomorrow. Unless until you are involved in the American politics, in the American mainstream, you cannot go further. Mm-hmm. You must be with the political system of the country. Help the political system. Get your people involved in the political system. Then you have a power. Bring your own people into certain positions so they can help you out. Mm-hmm. You must elect your own deciding people, councilmen, mm-hmm. congressmen to the country. Mm-hmm. Then you have some power to get things done for your own community. Mm-hmm. Take the example of a Jewish community. They have only 7% population in the whole country. But they involve themselves so deeply in funding the right candidates, Mm -hmm. in funding the right people, Mm -hmm. and they control the country in every way. In political side, in the business side, Mm -hmm. every way. Mm In the education side, mm-hmm. again. Yeah, you so often see Jewish folks are a, at the top of every yes. every level because they're such a very engaged you community. You don't aloof yourself right. as the Sikhs only. Yes. You aloof yourself as Sikhs, the Americans. You should be a Sikh American, not only a Sikh. Mm-hmm. You, you are Sikh-looking Sikh, but you are no more Sikh. It's a religion. It's your personal problem. Mm-hmm. But you're in America. Mm-hmm. And that's where you involve yourself. Mm-hmm. And if, if you help the right, but all the Sikhs who are liberal Sikhs, mm-hmm. you can't be fanatic about the religion. This is your problem mm-hmm. if you are a Sikh. Nobody else's problem. Mm-hmm. Looks don't, is no different. If you look different, you have an advantage because people will look for you from a distance. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. you will point you from distance because you are the focus in every place. Yes. So you have to behave better than the next person. Yes. You have to show that I'm the best. Yes. And then this doesn't go only to you. Yes. It goes longer into the mainstream of the community. Yes. The communities look better because you look better. You mm. behave better. Right. And that's you help. That's the way you help your community. Right. So the the practical advice you would have for for people is to Yes. um Now give you one example. represent themselves well physically, behaviorally. Yes. It's very important. Yeah. Now let's suppose now I came as a full back scholar. Yeah. I've been on the board of international research council for many many years. Mhm. The city of Los Angeles. We always feel the full back scholars people are an international commodity. Mm-hmm. They go back to their own country. Yeah. I start giving lunch for them to our international council, no doubt, mm-hmm. at my ranch, 25 years ago. I get all the full-by students with the council generals of the countries mm-hmm. for full-by lunch mm-hmm. every year. And those boys, they come down to my place, they look I'm an American. I look different. Mm-hmm. They create not it only impression of good people in America, mm-hmm. but good people, a different looking American, mm-hmm. a Sikh, and they goes further away to my community mm-hmm. to the better people. Mm-hmm. And this year will be my 26th year doing it for them. I don't stop. Unbelievable. And that's that's the way you can promote your community mm-hmm. with the international world. Mm-hmm. Who better? Mm-hmm. and the, your involvement with your own people is wonderful you should must do for your own people they must create things we have we have done it we put many people in schools we opened this fussy temple in this country as a gift mm-hmm. so what would your advice be directly to the young people like what what behaviors can they can they in in enact what what habits can they employ to they should um, they should to realize this, this they should consider every human being yeah. at equal level. Yeah. We are no better than the next. Mm-hmm. Other men may be better than me. Mm-hmm. Don't think that I'm the best. Mm-hmm. Must consider he may be the best than me. Mm-hmm. And must consider all people as equal. Mm-hmm. All people with respect. Mm-hmm. And you will achieve everything you want in life mm-hmm. whatever you want and you will help if you consider the next american equal to you mm-hmm. and better than you maybe in your mind mm-hmm. you will respect you mm-hmm. never think that i'm the best no second person may be better than me mm-hmm. that's be your motto mhm I don't have, I I'm still processing everything you've told me because I think you've lived such a full life. Um uh, you've been at the cross section of so many historical events, so many uh seismic events for the Sikh community but also uh, our broader American community from working with uh to ensure that Dilip Singh Sand became a congressman to working on the uh Bob Kennedy assassination to being the commissioner for LA uh and and running a dental practice 
that included Elizabeth Taylor and Sidney Portier. You've lived multiple lives, and you've lived a fuller life than most people I've ever met. People will respect and teach you well if you treat them well. That's very important. You never think that you're the best. Never think you're the best. No. People can be better than you. Next person can be better than you. Mm-hmm. And that's what you most in life. So, never feel that you are the best. No. You are okay. That's good. Good enough. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening. If you like the show, please rate and review the podcast on iTunes. Subscribe to Sick Meets World on your favorite podcasting platform and share it with your friends and family. Stay tuned for our next episode, which comes out next month. And of course, be sure to check out the National Sick Campaign website for more information.